Biz Tools Podcast, Episode 52. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast, practical advice for today's busy business leader. And now, your hosts, David Speck and Jerry Frentress. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast. This is David Speck, and this is part two of our. Q&A podcast that we recorded live at Cohab in downtown Shreveport. If you've listened to part one, you know that it's a very lively bunch, a lot of engagement, and we're going to go right to the part two of the podcast right now. I have been thinking a lot lately about leveraging my network for more referrals, and I have offered them booze, money. There's a next step I can go to, but I don't want to. Uh, how? <laughs> talk about a holistic way of living. Um, so what are some of my colleagues finding to be effective ways of leveraging their network to get them to do that working for you that we talked about earlier in the podcast? I'd love to hear some ideas about that. That's sort of been the topic of what with Butch's mm-hmm. you know thing last mm-hmm. week, and I actually joined Butch's group. Plus, I'm also a member of Bob Berg's Go Giver Facebook group. You know, and that's everybody talks about leveraging the network. And I hear you what you're saying because I'm not sure what it is about Shreveport and leveraging your network. It, I mean, because you're having the same problem I have, mm-hmm. and I can't believe that if a lot of us are having the, that problem. It's not something that's culturally related, and we haven't been able to figure out the culture to make that leverage happen. Instead of going the route of completely leveraging your network, start at the basis, the brass tacks. What is it that I'm doing and trying to speak as a message? Um, If it's something that's really strong and you're real passionate about it, do the market research on it to make sure that this audience you're trying to hit is the right market for it. You know, we've already kind of hit that already. But that's really the best thing you can do. You do the research on it. You learn out what is the new techniques and tools that can be used that makes it where you're unique to that. And then you use your market, your your network, to spread that out. You know, get them to come in for maybe, since you're, you're doing photography, say, hey, I'd like to use you for something. I'm trying something new. You know, and then it goes up on Facebook, and they're like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. Another thing, let me let me add to, to, to what Jimmy's saying. Your network, you have to get permission. And simply because they know you doesn't necessarily mean they're advocating for you. So what, what you want to do is, and we've talked about this before many times, is, is you know, you got to give, 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 and then ask. You know, usually it's uh, 20 gives to the, to the one ask. Even before then, ask your network what they want. We assume, and I'm going to pick on your business for a second, but we assume because you're in contact with business people that the business headshot is the thing. You know, these guys are all business folks. I know they need headshots. This is it. But maybe their thing is they need product shot or maybe they need something else. You know, ask what kind of product you can see and, and put it out there. Crowdsourcing ideas is a great way because if they have a, if they have a say in the process of the development, they're going to have a say in marketing it for you. And and I was going to suggest it comes back to if, if, even if we talked about tribes earlier before this started, uh, communication. Find a way to encourage communication among your uh, advocates and people that love you and are fans of you and, and want to help you. If it's easy and you're able to communicate and they're able to communicate to you, you're able to communicate to them and they're able to communicate to each other, 
you'd be surprised at how quickly something is, it's like a fire. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if a mechanism as easy as a Facebook group. Um, yeah, the, I think the mechanism's in place. I just hadn't thought of it that way before. One thing that I've, I've picked up in the past year and a half or, or so when it comes to asking for referrals is obviously that BNI teaches you to, to be specific, but I would also say to be very targeted and <laughs> instead of just throwing out there, you know, to, to your entire network, this is, this is who I'm looking for, uh, whatever. I would ask specific people. Mm-hmm. You've got certain people that, that really believe in what you do and really uh, see the value in your work. Mm-hmm. I would go to them and say, look, here's a, here's a group of, of people, some restaurants. I know you're looking at some restaurants and, and things like that. Here, here's a, 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 a categorical group of, of businesses I'm trying to get into. Do you know anyone that might be able to help me out? Is there... You know, is there something that that you could, maybe some insight you could provide me or a direction to go? And I think you'd be surprised what you find. With the, um, the go-giver, you know, it's like, for me, it's once I, you know, if you go with the five laws of the go-giver, once I get the client, they're not going anywhere because right. I'm truly practicing the go-giver laws. For me, what the challenge is, getting the next referral right. or, or client. And, right. and, and I'm not going to mention the community because I am part of a tribe. And I've been part of this tribe for four years. Mm-hmm. And I have supported the tribe. I have sponsored the tribe. I've offered the tribe my services. Mm-hmm. And, and and I know that when you give, you're not necessarily supposed to expect anything in return. But you would think that if you are participating <laughs> in a tribe that has a significant amount of people in it, you could get one person. Right. Now, I have certain expertise, and they need that expertise, and, and that's sort of what I mentioned. I, I'm drawing the line, and, and, and sure enough, this week they call me because they need me, only to help them get what they need, not in return. And you have to look at your networks, too, because one of the things that, that, at least myself, and this is how I operate, the group that I'm in, this group, we all have relationship one with another, you know, outside of this. You know, we, we run into each other in various ways. We, we see each other on Facebook. But, you know, I had an event come a, a week ago Monday, and the speaker needed a videographer. And immediately I thought of Jill. You know, if somebody, you know, needs a photographer, immediately I think of Molly. And I refer them to them. And, and let people know what you do. Sometimes people don't know the, the, the depths of what you do. They just know you in, in, in relationship. And I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of several people in this room who have business because I trust them. I know their product. I like them as people. And I do, when it's appropriate, give a referral. You know, uh, I know, Robin, you do some social media on the side. If somebody, you know, I've even thought of, I want to work with you for my business. Molly, when I know somebody's a phot- photographer, I say, well, you know, she's a great person. She's, she's great, does great work. Same thing with Jill when they're looking for a video. And, you know, I try to be that advocate, but not everybody is the same. Mm -hmm. And Amy's got... Even though we have these tribes, we can't count on our friends to do what we really think, what we would do for them automatically. And, you know, I'm, I'm a connector. So it's, I want to help you because that's who I am. And you know some connectors, but a lot of your tribe isn't connectors. They love you, but they don't know what to do or they don't have the contacts that you need. And what Jim said was when you put that post out this week and you said, I'm looking for these five things, these five, who knows these owners? And I've said, 
I do. Boom. I had a list. Yeah. yeah it was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Gosh, I never even thought about that. But yeah, I do know those right. people. And so um, being very specific is great. But, you know, sad but true. And, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life where my family and friends were the last people to support me. It's so but true. But you have to be specific. It's and so um, But the other thing is, like, um, I think we're all saying is, go. who's your, who? what client do you have? And it's just asking the client, okay, because in that org, in that group, they're all part of the restaurant association or whatever. Okay, so who do I need to get in front of? Can you make the introduction for me? So I would, you know, rely on that too. That's great. David, can I just say how great it is to know that this is a podcast because I did not have a pen and a piece of paper <laughs> and I can just go back and get the list from the podcast. We always thank you, thank you. So, uh, Brooke, you got to come. The only suggestion that I can make for you is, you know, I know that you're trying to do a specific thing, like you're a book with the, the food that is gorgeous, by the thank way. You. You can tell I love food. So. <laughs> Me too, baby. It looked fantastic, and I just wanted to eat the book. But <laughs> you could do a Willy Wonka thing. See, there you go. There's something. That's right. You know, yeah. Um, but basically, you want to to when you get with a client. I have found this in my business, and this may not be true for yours, but mm -hmm. when you get in there and you're trying to do a consultation with a client, trying to figure out what it is that they want, if you let the client steer that conversation. You're going a whole bunch of nowhere. You have to be able to steer that conversation in a direction. So get an idea of what they like, but just start showing them, well, how about this? I could do this and this and this and, and showing them those types of things. And then you really get a feel for what they like because a lot of people I have found have a hard time articulating what it is that they want, what they think, what they feel. Mm -hmm. But if you start showing them, okay, how about this? If you show them a visual mm -hmm. and you go this, 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 or this, which one do you like? And that gives you a better idea. And then you're able to really personalize and, and, and that may help as well um, when you do that with a client. And then you can go, well, who else do you know? Maybe it's a different style. And I love shooting different things. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to get as many different styles in my portfolio as possible. I and like then when people feel like they're helping you accomplish a goal or a task, they, they generally give you more than just, hey, give me a name. Yeah, that's good feelings all around, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, we got two more comments real Yay! quick. Yay! I had a good question. Okay, this is actually going to be a little more dynamic. Who in here is Molly's friend? Wait, okay. put me on the spot, Describe Andrew. for me in one or two sentences what Molly does. Professionally, she's simply a photographer, but as a person, she is, uh, she's very outgoing and dynamic, and she, she is a mother hen and takes care of her little brood. It's not so much a tribe. It's she, she fiercely fights for her friends and... Um, so there's a, there's a thing here that, that while I'm moving over to Dr. Jack for the next one, Molly, I've been watching your social channel, and you recently blew up your social channel, and yeah. that was... That was great, but it wasn't consistent. So, so Dr. Jack. Molly is a photographer that takes awesome headshots that really promote what somebody, what the character of somebody is. So now, I mean, I can do this uh, for, a, for like a, everyone else in this room, I think. But Molly, right now, describe for the, everyone else what it is you do as a business owner. I make businesses look like rock stars in print, <laughs> web, and social media presence. Okay. So who had the best description of Molly's business? Okay, Molly. <laughs> If you're doing good social media, every person in this room should be able to give that description. So the best thing you can do regarding your social networks, get everyone in a room, get some good food, some good coffee or something, and then rehearse how to say your market line. Because people are out there right now today, you have 10,000 people right now 
praising your name like they found Jesus walking the earth, but they don't know how to say it to get other people to recognize that value. So there is the key point in, in translating that between volume of recommendations and recommendations that work. Right. Okay, so that's the thing. Point well taken. Yeah, teach as, your audience to speak in your ear. As an image consultant, sometimes we're terrible at presenting our own image. I'm a very new business owner, so this may be a very naive idea, but I hear all of you talking about tribes, and that's a very new philosophy to someone like me. And instead of um, wanting for your tribe to expand itself, is it a naive idea to think that you can broaden what your market is? And like you are, you set the standard in business photography. Is it a bad idea to have a second product where perhaps you set the standard in a separate type of photography as well? Like, um, there's no boudoir photography in Shreveport. It would be wonderful to see something like that. Then you have 50% of the market, which is all women, as opposed to 5% of the market, which is businesses. And then for Dr. Jack, like um, you provide a service to someone, but what if you provided a product as well? Like I would love to be able to buy like some type of a holistic product that makes me feel good. And like I make ice cream, and so like therefore... Like, I run into the problem of everyone is lactose intolerant and whatnot, and how do I beat that hurdle because, like, I've, I've eliminated those people from my from, from being right. in my business. But is it is it a stupid idea to want to broaden yourself from the very beginning and have a second line? Or do you, like, focus on one thing? I think that's a great suggestion, and it really points to something that I've done. In I, I will use the verb dabble. I've dabbled in other types of photography but I haven't created a niche for those types of photography in my business. So it's a really good point, Summer. Thank you. One thing that I want to add, people love stuff. People love <laughs> to take ownership and have things. It's a huge nerd that loves comic books. I go and buy action figures, okay? I'm not. I'm a 30-year-old man who buys action figures. But why? There you go. But why? Because I want to show my love of what I love. A great company that we're going to talk about in the next Biz Magazine that does this is Great Raft Brewing. Yes. T-shirts, hats, koozies, and people wear them and love them because they want to show, I'm supporting a local business. I'm supporting this, this so brewery. True. Their product is great. So you have a great point. Offer them something where they can get, they feel like they have part ownership of what you're doing and what you're selling. I value Molly in a different way, not as a photographer, but as a connector of our, our community. Mm -hmm. Because whenever I see posts that Molly needs information, I immediately jump on it. I'm like, here's who I know, because I know she's going to tell someone else about me. And so I think you're doing all the right things. I think that... It's just January. I know it is just January. <laughs> but, but whenever I need something, I know that I'm going to ask Molly because she knows so many people. And the best thing you can give me, other than booze, is... is <laughs> <laughs> that networking connection that you and that networking connection that you and I both I love to put people together I love to say Molly do you know Kelly Kelly does this Molly Kelly Molly does this I think that's the most fun someone told me the other day wow you have such a talent for putting people together and I love to do that and whenever I think of people in the community you're definitely one of the people that I think of let, let, let me add a couple one more anecdotal well maybe two there's opportunities everywhere, especially when you're in the creative arts, to put yourself out there. Um, I remember back before they remodeled the um, airport, mm -hmm. you'd go down the hallway and there was a certain local photographer's street imagery 
of, of Shreveport, the, the expression of it. And on the bottom of it, it said, you know, such and such photography. So you got to see their work all the time. Now, I guarantee you, I, well, I can't guarantee it, but I suspect that he provided that photography gratis, no no charge, you know, to get his name out there. You know, that that's some opportunities there. We've got a lot of, of traffic flow, personal mm-hmm. traffic flow that goes in. Second, the caveat. Simply because you're known does not mean you're revered. Long before I ever met Molly Walton Corbett in person, I'm like, who is this person? She's everywhere and she's annoying. And I don't mean annoying like I've ever met her, just the fact that everybody talked about Molly. Molly's doing this, Molly's doing that. Who is Molly? I don't know, but she's doing this. And until I met you and realized we were annoying in the same way. Um, that Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, I think. But, but, but it's true. You, you, there, there's a persona that is created by, by name recognition. You know, they used to call it top of mind advertising. If you just get your name out there enough times, people will remember you. But, but just simply being remembered is not enough. True. You have to be revered. You have to be trusted. Right. And so, and no better way to do that than, than to put yourself out there both in person and in social and, and anytime you have the opportunity. So we, you touched a nerve. I did. Yeah, you did. It happens all the time. I will say, though, to that point, um, I am one of the selected artists this year for Artport. So you will see my work at the airport. I haven't announced that yet, but I guess well, I just, just did. Oops. <laughs> we got one more comment, and then we're going to let Robin talk. I feel like I've been so beat up the past six weeks, okay, that, I mean, I had this special relationship with one member of my tribe who lives in another state. And she called yesterday, and I was so afraid that she was going to tell me goodbye. Mm-hmm. Not, and I had no reason to think that, but because of everything that's been going on, when I saw the phone call, you know, it's like, okay, everything, everything's going to hit the fan. You're not alone. I mean, there's people that cringe at, at, at hearing from their clients because they feel like the only time they hear from their clients is when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's a natural feeling. Now, that being said... If you've known you've done everything that you can do, I mean, sometimes people fall through the cracks and you just have to let them go because it, it was the fear that I was going to be rejected. Right. Because of everything else, here's, here's somebody I'm doing a really good job for, and phone, when, the, when I saw the phone call, I was like, I'm going to be rejected again. Then there. Yeah, it's just something that you have to you have to build yourself up on, and but with more wins comes more confidence that that, that phone call is not a negative. Room I'm a really big believer in when you let go, when when things go away, that opens up the door for more good to come in, and you've got to let go of the good so the great can come in. Good, good answer. Ooh. All right, now, Robin, you're going to ask a question. Finally, we're going to finally let you ask, ask your question. question. I'll be direct. I am uh, a bit overwhelmed at knowing um, how effective I am in marketing in the community, both social media-wise and face-to-face, and I'd be interested in knowing how anyone here reports to your uh, supervisor or boss or whoever it is above you. There's plenty of analytics and things like that, but I'd be interested in knowing what tools you use and how you report and what you report for your effectiveness. And Andrew, the social guru. So um, what's your budget? <laughs> it's always the question. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> so if, if you're looking well, for, it fluctuates. If, if you're looking for free, if you're looking for free and, and you're sticking on Facebook, Facebook gives you analytics on numbers of people's reach, but the more important stat is number of people engaged, where people commented or liked or shared your comment. Let me rephrase my question. Sure. I know all about analytics. I'm interested in knowing what you report to your 
supervisor or boss or whoever it is above you because there's so many analytics. There's so many topics. There's so many things. And not just social media. I'm talking about other marketing efforts. What do you report or even if it's not someone above you, what do you want to know about? What are those things you need to know? Well, ultimately in business, it's about sales. And so anytime you can cross-reference your analytics data with your sales data and see, okay, this person found us and then bought something from us, that's a gold mine. That's, that's like the only thing a business owner should ever care about is their profits, and that's how you judge profits, is that, hey, did this marketing get me sales? And you cross-reference that with uh, polling data and with outreach. Um, great way to do it is get a newsletter going, an email, because that's information you can control. Facebook controls Facebook, but you can control an email network. And if you have an email network, you can get data on who talked to who and how they talked to them. And then you look at your sales figures and you say, okay, is this person in our sales database? Did this new person become a client? And so those are the sorts of statistics and analytics that a boss wants to hear. And everything else is really just fluff. Um, And you get that, again, through stuff you can control like email. I I think, too, one of the things you need to look at, and and, and to kind of go a little bit old school, you know, in in the newspaper business, we can't say, well, we, we sent out this many papers and you got this many sales directly off your advertising. What you can do, though, is look at sales trends. Look at your look at your profit and loss. Look at look at what's happening. Are you seeing an increase in sales? Are you seeing an increase in engagement, an increase in traffic flow to to the business? Knowing that 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 you you know predominantly operate for a bowling alley, for instance, are your birthday parties you know seeing an increase? Are you getting more engagement on the on the office groups? Are you you know is the chamber engaging with you and having having meetings or or, or events with you? Things that you can take because not every touch turns into a sale, but every touch is beneficial. And so the more touches that you make, the more things that you can do, but you've got to look at the trend. You know, everybody want, you know, the internet has created this, this complete idea that we are in a microwave, that I should be able to do this and push the button for two minutes and two minutes later, I can get the results I want. Business is not a microwave. It never has been. It never will be. It's going to be a crock pot. Whether, you know, you've got to do different things now. But the the whole point is, I want to be here five years from now. I want to be here 10 years from now or 15 years from now. But if I I simply go by the way that the metrics are going, man, I'm going to try different things every two days. Because, you know, maybe today the podcast went well, but tomorrow my Facebook post went well. The next day my my Twitter blows up because I hit uh, uh, the right hashtag at the right time. You've got to look at the trend. Am I seeing growth? Am I seeing higher engagement? Am I reaching new people? You know, you may be able to say, hey, we had 12 people from Greenwood come all the way to Bossier City to bowl, you know, that they would have never known about us or engaged with us had we not had our Facebook presence out there. That's how, that's what you got to tell the boss. The, the, the reason I have this question is several t- conversations I've had with some of the top marketers in our area lately. I think social media and internet and, and all the different things has kind of just like made it so overwhelming. And some of the top marketers are just overwhelmed and don't know, like we've kind of lost. (laughs) What do we need to know? What do we need to know what we're doing, how we're doing it, if we're effective at it? And, And some of the people that I've consulted with that are really good marketers just don't know what to to report. And, and I'm going to suggest that um, you find someone who really gets it in your market and reach out to them. One person that immediately sprung to my mind because we had this impromptu conversation about this very thing uh, last week was Chris Jay with the Convention Tourist Bureau. He can tell you, you know, he was spouting off numbers left and right about how many times a post had been shared, how many times something, how many comments they had, how many views they had, how many unique visitors they had. And if you're looking for raw numbers, he can tell you how to cultivate that and more importantly what it means because 700 unique visitors may be 
you know, that's nothing to, to say Amazon, you know, that's not even a drop in the bucket, but for what you do, that might be your goal for the year. So I, I would, I would try to find an expert or someone who does it really well here and just, just, just talk to them one-on-one -on -one and see if they can explain to you what's important and how to analyze your analytics. All right. Well, we've, we've been at this an hour, folks. I think everybody's tired. <laughs> Jerry, what do you think? <laughs> You've been sitting there quietly taking it all in. I've been learning, and uh, that ends it for us, uh, this edition of the podcast. We've been live at the uh, Habitat, and you can see hear us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and we want to hear what you think. The show notes for this and all our episodes are available at biztoolspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show to iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. In addition, learn more about biz and what we can do for your business at thebiztools.com. We would love for you to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher so that more people would know about it. We really would appreciate the feedback. Until next time, remember, applied knowledge is power. Be the leader you are always meant to be.